This meeting is being live streamed, so that worked. My name is Eugene Driscoll. Welcome to Naval Gazing, I guess, the Valley Indie Podcast. Apparently, my sound is on. Hopefully, you can all hear me. Go ahead and leave a comment that I'll see in about 20 minutes. But this is our 13th annual Valley Indie After Dark Halloween special. So good on us for making it for 13 years. 12 plus one. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it is a lie. We've never done this before. Uh, but I thought we would talk, you know, it's Halloween season, right? Like you can say, ah, it's a little early, but I've spent all week putting together Halloween listings, like just in the Valley alone. And there's so many different things going on. So the first thing I wanted to emphasize to people, anyone watching out there, please go to valleyindy.org or valley.newhavenindependent.org. However you get there, search it on Google, Facebook, whatever. On the homepage, I have at least 20 local listings of family friendly some not family friendly a lot of not family friendly stuff we'll talk about tonight but uh so please like it's a resource please use it because it takes a long time to uh to compile that stuff you know and you gotta copy and paste it and then check the times and find a photo so it's not like i'm making any money off it i just want to make it worth you know the 16 hours i spent doing it so all right so who are these guys well first i'm gonna introduce my co-host, my special co-host, my guest co-host for this evening from the Pina Comics podcast, which is the most popular pop culture entertainment podcast in Connecticut. It is John Amenta. Hello, John. What's going on, Eugene? He said my name. That was uh, true. And I do uh, host Pina Comics. I did. Wait, your know- name's not John Amenta? No, no. I said you got that part right. That's okay. right. And I am the host of that show. I didn't know we were the most popular and I wasn't aware I was your co-host tonight. So this yep. is very exciting. Uh, but thanks for having me on, Eugene. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Tell us about Pina Comics a little bit. Uh, Pina Comics has been around about four years now. Uh, it's me and my co-host, The Manster, Lloyd. And uh, we basically... Very attractive. Good-looking guy. Very like, attractive man. Handsome. handsome. Yeah, very handsome guy. Easily yeah. could be a movie star. He's a looker. He is a looker. He is a looker. And uh, yeah, it, it, we got comics in the name and... That's that's all very, uh, you know, I, I guess misleading. But um, we talk about movies. We talk about music, uh, TV shows, comic books. We do talk about as well. And uh, we have a great time. And uh, it's it's just I think every week for the last four years, we put out an episode and uh, I think we have a really good time. And uh, I think uh, the people that do listen uh, seem to enjoy it. So we're going to keep on making them. I seem to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah you you guys were on very recently. You and you, your your partner, Brian, there. That's uh, we right. We talked about the uh, the very under, uh, under not underwhelming. What's the word I'm looking for? The under known, I guess, uh, the way of the gun, uh, which was oh. uh, which was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Spears, by the way, yeah, he's working tonight. He might be going on strike soon. He's part of that uh, union thing. They, so uh, you know, I think 96 percent of them voted to authorize a strike, and now the negotiations are happening. It, I support it though, because like Spears is working his butt off. Because uh, there's so much work, which is good, but then it's like you gotta sleep, and they have the whole thing. Like he's been COVID tested, like I think six times in the yeah. last two weeks, which is also great. But he's got to go travel. Like he's got to go to. He goes from like where he lives in uh, Westchester County all the way to Brooklyn because you can't just go to any doctor. You got to go to a specific doctor. So mm-hmm. and so he's leaving his house at 4 a.m. And so it's all this stuff. So all this like little stuff maybe that hasn't quite made it to the news regarding that possible strike, but. Uh, you yeah, know. it's it's what you, what you just said is is kind of crazy, man. My daughter um, filmed uh, a role in a film over the summer, and I think she she was on set 
a total of maybe 10 days and she had the COVID test like a dozen times. She's, she's 10 years old. I'm just like, this is crazy, man. Like, yeah, they're just, not messing around with that. Like no. everyone, you know, you people are screaming about whatever, I guess, we, you know what? I don't want to get into a whole discussion about that. This will yeah. just go off the rail. So never mind. Uh, that's scary. Larry Dwyer down there of Derby, by the way, this is live from my dungeon, uh, in the city of Derby. So, nice. uh, and Larry is, is a fellow Derbonian. Is that, is that what word? we are? Is, are, are no, we no, I just say that because it's, it's <laughs> what I, I hesitate to call. I mean, you know, I just moved here like six years ago, so I hesitate to call myself a Durbonian. I'm still oh, Dur uh, that's a that's a combination of Ansonia and uh, uh, and and Derby that I think I made I'm, up myself. I'm from Bridgeport. That's that's where I'm from. I to throw out the bridge for it there. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll get back to Larry in a second. Larry's got a lot going on. And then last, certainly not least, is my friend, Mr. Matt Masto, joining us from the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. You might remember that Sopranos episode. There he is. He knows what happened to the Russian. I do. He's buried right in my backyard. I was going to say, do you know where that Russian guy is now? <laughs> and Matt's not actually from the Pine Barrens. I guess no. I should probably point that out. Not that there's well, anything wrong with that. No, I'm, I'm about to... 30 miles west of the Pine Barrens from where I am right now, central Jersey, because there really is a thing called central Jersey, and that's where I'm from. Right. And what's that whole thing? I know I brought this up a thousand times. What is it? Pork sandwich or pork roll? What is all oh, that nonsense? Pork roll or Taylor ham. The thing yeah. is, though, is that anybody that says Taylor ham is wrong, because right. if you look on the package, Taylor is a brand mm -hmm. of pork roll, and it says Taylor, and it says pork roll underneath the label that says Taylor. You see, my thing with that. I'm a native New Yorker, and that's almost as ridiculous as the claim that Connecticut has the best pizza in the United oh, States. There are two things that just don't make any sense to me. It's not a ridiculous not, claim yeah, at all. It's, it's true. Truth. It's true. And and not and not and not to like you the know, nutmeg put, state. Not to put everything on the guy, but what's the guy's name who does the pizza videos? Uh, uh, the barstool uh, guy. The barstool guy. Mm. Portnoy. You know, Dave what, Port Portnoy. 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 Whether you like him or not, this guy is eating pizza everywhere in the world. At least in the United States, I'm sorry. And he straight out came out and said, "Not a contest." New Haven pizza. Nice. Uh, that's a guy who eats a lot of pizza. He, he knows a lot of pizza. Yeah, up his nose. He, okay, then Matt Mays. He did give. He did oh, give. Uh, Roseland. He did give Roseland like an eight six or eight five. Very high score. <sighs> yeah, I, that's great. That's great. Here I am in a nonprofit for 11 years now, just eking out a living, ham and egging it all I can, covering government meetings, trying to do for the greater good. But the the moron from Barstool Sports rolls in and gets eight million views. Thanks, <laughs> that's great. Like he needed that shout out from us. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> so Matt Masto, let's start with you. This is a Halloween themed episode, as you can see by all the garbage behind me. Uh, and Matt is the director, co-founder, writer, yes. producer of something called Mondo creepy it is a horror hostess show like in the vein of elvira who's been in the news lately i'm sure everyone's familiar it, it what the third no fourth episode i think it fourth is fourth episode the fourth Premier, episode episode four premieres tomorrow night that's saturday october 9th at 11 p.m on youtube search mondo creepy to watch so welcome to the broadcast matt maisto thank you very much now you already welcome. I already wait. I already. I already welcomed you. Let me take that back. So no, welcome him again. Go yeah. for it. I'm, well, might have turned down another welcome. <laughs> so, what movie are you going to be watching tomorrow? Tomorrow night we will be watching a movie called Ghoul Scout Zombie Massacre. 
Uh, it'll be making its broadcast premiere on the show. Although you can buy it on DVD. It's but a this- brand new film. It actually, well, it came out in 2020. It was actually shot about 10 years ago, but it was finally released last year. Wow. So I know the, the previous Mondo Creepy episodes have been public domain movies. Oh, yeah. This is and, a big deal for us to, to well, have not a the, film the, that's not a public domain film. Those public domain films were great. I mean, they were just so out of their minds crazy. I really had a good time watching all those. But how did you get some how did you convince somebody to to give uh, you their film? The guy that made the film, he wrote it and directed it, is a guy named Eric Eichelberger. Um, he actually used to do post-production work for Media Blasters here in the city, but he now lives on the West Coast. Um, he shot Media Blasters film. of Shadow Dead Riot. I have it somewhere of here. Shadow with Tony Dead Todd. Riot fame, exactly. Michael Gingold penned. That's right. Um, he shot it about 10 years ago, and he finally got distributed, but uh, he sold it to Tubi. He got it uh, distributed through this DVD company, but mostly... He made his money back, or I guess he made money off of it by selling it to Tubi, which is what a lot of independent horror filmmakers are doing these days. Uh, if you go on Tubi, a lot of people love it almost as much as Shutter, especially if you're into independent horror, because they're buying everything. I mean, wait, yeah, so T- to Tubi, wait, I'm an breaks. old man. I- yeah. I'm a silly old man. What? What? Tubi's a streaming service? Tubi is a streaming service, but it's uh, it's uh, you don't pay for it. It's it's a non-subscription service, but there it's are great. commercials. It's great. Yeah. I- I want to interject one thing uh, just to go on Matt's point. The other, I watch Tubi all the time. The other night I was super bored and wanted to look for a horror movie on Tubi. So like, you know, it's, it's set up like Netflix with, you know, the, it's the overwhelming blocks. how many choices they have. 806. I, 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 for half an hour, I scrolled till I got to the yeah. end, 806 horror movies. So it's, there's a lot of stuff on there. I love the Johnny Amenta counted that. That is no, no, it, no, no. It, it tells you. Oh, it says end, oh, okay. It says like eight oh six, eight oh six. No, no, no. I yeah, yeah no. just like <laughs> I gotta start over. Again. <laughs> Maybe we should play. Should we try playing? No, oh, let me just ask you first. Is this a hard R movie or is it rated R? Is it PG thirteen? It is a hard R movie, but I did a TV okay. edit, so I cut out all the nudity. Um, I left the language in. Uh, I also cut out about 20 minutes of the film uh, simply because it's part of the deal that I want to make going forward with other filmmakers where like, I want it to be a win-win for everybody where I get a film to show on the, on the show and uh, they get something out of it because I get to promote the DVD and I'm not giving away the farm, so to speak. Uh, so I cut out 20 minutes and the nudity and also I and- put a couple of plugs during the episode to buy it on DVD so you could see the uncut film. And then you got to be careful with YouTube who are very, uh, you know, you can't just put anything on YouTube. Yeah. It's not the wild West. Like it was in whatever yeah. 2007, but, but this way, you know, uh, people are still curious about the movie. There's somewhere they can go to see the complete uncut film uh, and also watch the show at the same time. The reason I ask is because I saw you posted a clip on Twitter and I think I'm going to, this might end my career. Oh, you can't play that. So, clip. well, yeah. I, I might be able to. I might be able to. Let me let me this see. Is not, Everyone, this is not on me. I'll cross my fingers. <laughs> you told us not to swear. You're going to play something naughty. I'm. Yeah, don't swear. <laughs> do not swear. Let me see if I can do this. I wait. I got to optimize for the video clip. I got to share the sound. This is going to be weird at first. It's Tom Snyder. Wait, hold on. Well, that is weird. That is. Yeah, that's weird. Well, can watch a little I know you enjoy, and it must be a kick for you to do that. Well, Casino is, uh, this is the height of my career. I mean, aside from doing Sorrell's. Kelly's Heroes some 28 years ago. It's like and, in 1984. And, and Yugoslavia telling Clint. 
What was that? See, we did the scene with Clinton. He does like De Niro. They, they do the same type of method acting. You say, uh, you say, how do you feel, Charlie? Where's the sergeant? And Clint goes, I see. Anyway, I just got to watch the great uh, Tom Snyder. You guys still hear me? Yeah. All right, here we go. We're going to try. Am I at the beginning of this thing? On the next episode of Mondo Creepy. Tonight, I have something very special to present to you. A new film that's making its broadcast premiere on this very show. A genuine film that's not in the public domain. Not some public domain piece of crap. You know, the kind of crap that we usually show. Really? Tonight, we're watching Ghoul Scout Zombie Massacre. What kind of movie is this? film classic in the tradition of Shawshank Redemption. That was it, right? All right, one got through, one got through. But that is Mondo Creepy tomorrow at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. on the YouTube. Yeah. Very exciting. Congratulations on Thank that. Awesome. How long did it take you to put it all together? Uh, well, this one took a little longer simply because I wanted to put a, a bit more. I'm trying to step up my production value game each time. So every episode, I want to kind of up the, the polish on it. So I took a little bit longer. Also, I had a computer issue, as you know of, and uh, that had to be settled. And once that took place, then I had to like redo a whole bunch of files and find a bunch of old files. So this one took about five weeks. And uh, the host of the show, we should mention, is Lilith Von Bloodworth. Yeah. Played by actress. Jennifer Laura Walsh. Fourth time around with this. I got to ask you guys, how come you guys didn't laugh at Don Rickles? What's the matter with you guys? I laughed. All right, you know what it was? I could, I couldn't, I could hear the audio, but I couldn't see you guys like I, laughing. I, so. I, I laughed, but I got kicked out of Zoom somehow, so I had to come back in. Oh, okay, all right. Sorry for that. Sorry for that awkwardness. I didn't know what was going, what was going on there. So, all right, so that's a Mondo Creepy tomorrow at eleven p.m. If you're a fan of uh, USA Up All Night, because I sort of consider the show as a spiritual successor to that, uh, this is definitely our most USA Up All Nightish episode yet. And it's kind of amazing to me. We had and mentioned it's that kind of film as well. We had mentioned Shutter before, right? Now I don't have Shutter. I had it and didn't have it. I had it, didn't have it. But I'm on uh, Twitter for my my other podcast, right? Because I do an entertainment sort of podcast. And like every like Friday or Saturday night, it's mutant fan. It's it's Larry Dwyer talking about whatever Joe Bob Briggs is talking about, right? That's like Shutter has become like a huge thing, yep. right? They certainly have. Um, so- I was Bob's a, on right now. Yeah, I was a beta tester for them, like way when they obviously before they even started. Um, there was like twelve movies to choose from at that time, uh, so they've certainly come a heck of a long way since then. And uh, adding adding Joe Bob, you know, kind of resurrecting the old Monster Vision format has really um, really put them through the roof. It seems uh, they're interesting to me because they seem to specifically target old guys like us and, and women like it's we see they seem to be targeting a specific demographic that grew up in the 80s and came of age in the 90s right is that is that generally right because it's like joe bob briggs oh elvira's back well i think they started that way but now now they're aiming towards a much younger audience i think you're right i think pulling joe bob in was was to get our our type of people in but now that they've got us in they're really 
uh, you know, because they've got a, they do a lot of licensing for new films now. They they get a lot of stuff. I was about to say that if you look at their lineup of original films right yeah. now, it all skews young. Yep, they buy a lot of new stuff now. Whereas you know, at the beginning, it was all older '80s, '70s films. Now they're buying tons and tons of new stuff. But you even the across... films that they have, like the appeal, I think, of those yeah. films. If you look at the, the cast, the cast are always 20 something ish for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always like a, like there's always a sort of a social media thing that's been going on as the theme through a lot of their newer stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's skewering young. Yeah. So I think they probably had a path that they wanted to follow. And that's, that was kind of it. First, let's get the diehard horror fans in. And now let's, uh, let's target on the new guys, the new horror fans. So, and it's working. It worked. They've got a great platform going. Do you guys think horror movies and, and, and horror whatever, the genre itself, has ever been as popular as it is right now? I don't know. It's I, I don't know. Um, not not in my lifetime, I don't think. I don't think it's ever it's had the reach in my lifetime that it that it has now. Um, it's it's insane right now. Just the amount of uh, product out there. Like every yeah. I am just getting every day does literally dozens of emails from companies putting out new toys, new figures, new this, that vans with the new horror shoes collection. Like it is just all over the place right now. It's as, it's bigger than it's been in my lifetime. I wasn't there in the, you know, in the fifties when my dad was at the majestic downtown Bridgeport watching the blob and the tingler. So I don't know what it was like back then, but in my lifetime, it's, it's more popular than it's been. And even with, with Netflix, I mean, they had what those fee, I didn't watch any of those fear 94 or yeah. whatever it was. It, it, it's almost uh, unescapable it is. At, at this point. And my question, why, why now? Oh, well, on, it hurts to say, but the walking dead really ushered it in uh, 10 years ago. Um, that was definitely the beginning of horror back into the mainstream. Um, and it's just grown and grown since then. Uh, and it's it's been incredible to watch. Um, it's it's really amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Like everywhere you go, it's just all horror. Everything is horror. Pina Comics reviews more uh, horror movies than they do comics. No, that's not true. We do our <laughs> we do we do our uh, our stuff with Larry. You know, I mean, and and but you know what? I'll I'll say this, and and this isn't like you know me uh, leaning in on my show, but like all the episodes we do with Larry are always. Like to me, and I think, and I've gotten some feedback, some of the better ones, because I think, you know, besides Larry being really good, I think the subject matter, you know, is, is it expands upon being talked about, you know, because horror movies can be so many different things. You know what I mean? Like we just did an episode that unfortunately I lost about a killer tire <laughs> rubber right now is it, was it a horror movie in the end? I don't know, but it's classified as one. And it's just bonkers, you know, BS insane. Yeah. Uh, and then and then we do stuff like, you know, the 1931 Frankenstein. And it's just it seems to me there's a depth and a breadth in that in that genre. And um, it's fun. You to guys did about. Fright Night a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Last Fright week. Night. I mean, it, it, it's it just there's so much. Maybe there's no other genre where the um, where the variety is as great as horror. You know, you, you might have different types of action movies, but. You know, there's only so many. You might have different comedies, but horror. I mean, there could be a lot there. I was amazed. Uh, I play Fortnite. You know, 
me and, and a bunch of uh, 10 year old boys who just, how, what are you 25 old man? How? I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't tell my age, but they, they totally humiliate me and then kill me and dance on me. Anyway, Frankenstein's monster is now a character. You can buy his skin in Fortnite, which is totally, to, that's how like mainstream this is how all much become. is the Frankenstein skin. I think, well, I don't know. It's V bucks or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the exchange is. You know I, mean? I sold my dog. Okay. I went, I sold the dog and I got the skin. Uh, I swear to, I swear though, I think it's like a reflection, like, you know, as we, it sort of feels in some ways uh, that we're heading towards like this dystopian society a little bit with a pandemic and all the political unrest and everybody at each other's throats. I think horror is an outlet. I think it, like it's our, it's our subliminally, we're all reacting to that, but that's, uh, that's my armchair. Look, look at I'll the, say, sorry, uh, just real quick. Look at the fandom of horror in terms of, so like for Piney Comics, I have an Instagram page that I'm pretty active on and I've got a lot of, you know, people I follow and through doing the horror stuff, I follow a lot of people that are, I guess, horror fans or like Larry said, some of the companies, fright rags and stuff that make the horror, you know, clothes and everything. But I'll say this about the horror fan fandom um, more so than even comic fandom or, you know, is the fervor is insane. Like like this month is October. I can't tell you how many like in July, you know, just from horror fans, I'm seeing like, you know, 60 more days till October 1st, you know, like and then when October 1st comes, it's like 31 days of horror. I'm going to watch a horror movie every day for 31 days. You know, like people don't do like there isn't like, you know, Star Trek September, you know what I mean? Like, but like October and, and I, I think it's it's a phrase I've heard more and more over the last couple of years being used is spooky season. Like it's not even Halloween anymore. It's officially spooky season. Once you get into like mid-September through like maybe the beginning of November. Some people say September 1st. Yeah. And yeah, it also it, feels like, you know, uh, it used to be like Fangoria or, so, you know, Mike Gingold or Tony Timpone would do an interview. Oh, here are some like underrated horror movies. Maybe you've missed over the years, but now you turn on your TV. It's like Freeform has a 24 hour a day horror fest going on of PG 13 horror movies. Sci-fi is like Jason 24 hours a day. Like it's just round the clock. I like, is there anything still to discover out there? Well, or, or, or it'll be like, it'll be some Italian giallo movie or some North Korean zombie flick where it's like, you know, like a real snuff film. I, other than that, and the people I love think, to bring that up. Oh, did you see this from North Korea? Shut up. For me, the biggest testament as far as the popularity of horror right now is for the show, for the commercial breaks, uh, which are really a big part of the show. Uh, I like to play independent trailers, trailers from independent horror films. On Mondo Creepy you're talking about. On Mondo Creepy. And I'm looking all the time for them, and there's just an endless supply, just an endless stream of independent horror filmmakers out there, most of which will never make a dime on their films or will be seen by very few people. But there are so many out there because I see the trailers. I mean, most of them don't meet my criteria for that I've set for the show, but there's just an endless amount of them, more so than there's probably ever been, uh, especially in, at least in the last, you know, who knows. And I think yeah. a part of that has to do with the technology, with how easy it is to make a film exactly. these days. Yep. But it's also sort of become a rallying cry for the horror community as well. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. the 80s, you had tons and tons of your straight to VHS you know, there was that whole straight yeah, to VHS, thing. yeah, revolution, which now people are getting into. That's like a whole other now new subgenre. Mm -hmm. Like people are just revisiting these awful straight to. I mean, I say awful, but truth or dare, a critical mass is amazing. Like you know, I'm but, not a fan of SOVs, but some I, of them, 
They're some fun. of them, some of them. Yeah. There's actually one or two I would like to put on the show, to be honest yeah. with you. But, but what you've weird. got now, subgenre of fan out right. there that actually buys these things. It's amazing. Right. And to your point, horror is so big right now. And the technology, it's much easier to shoot a movie today than it was 30 years ago. Everybody's out there making horror movies. So, like yeah. you said, you've got your pick of trailers because there's mm-hmm. so many people out there making films right now. Yeah. Which is great. Like that's, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses to everything, right? Because horror is so popular right now, everything's super expensive. Any, you know, any t-shirt, t-shirts are $30 and you know, it's crazy. But the plus side to it is that there's tons and tons of new filmmakers making horror films. And those people will, some of those people will be the future of films a couple of years from now. And that's great. So wait, th- this straight to video stuff you were talking about. I, I mean, I worked in a video store that was, uh, I mean, it was actually a criminal front for a white collar criminal who embezzled $365 million from Philip Morris tobacco, but it was VHS. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't really care about, I, I ordered movies and uh, what, what, what's like an example? Is this all the stuff like vinegar syndrome brings in all these like sometimes. Obs- Okay. So, yeah, sometimes they get some of that. Uh, like I always point to, I just said it before, Truth or Dare, a Critical Mass. That's like, oh, that was my... a movie. I thought that was, I don't know what you were saying there. Oh yeah, a... that's that's one of my favorite uh, straight to video uh, shot on video actually. Oh. Uh, horror films. Oh, that's what you're. So you're talking like, oh, I thought like you were just like yeah. cheap movies that went straight to video, yeah. but you're talking like like do it yourself, yeah. zero budget. Yep. Fairview Falls, one of my favorites. That's really the exactly. only one I know. Glenn Baisley. Yeah. Glenn Baisley. Fairview yeah. Falls. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Michael Gingles, the, the suckling, you know, whatever. Yes. <laughs> those kind of movies. You know, those but, are those are uh, fun. And those, that, you know, that's that has a big, uh, you know, there's people getting into those for the first time right now. Bleeding Skull just put out a, a brand new book talking about all the their favorite 1990s, uh, early 90s or 80s. I don't remember. Shot on video movies. There's a, a company, there's a guy, uh, Tony Massiello, I believe his name is. He uh, has a distribution company and he only does SOVs. I've actually ran a couple of trailers from his, uh, from his company on my show. God, you learn so much. Hey, let me interrupt. And we got to talk about uh, Scary Larry Dwyer's double feature he has coming up in Seymour, Connecticut on October 23rd. Tickets available now at uh, ConnecticutCultClassics.com. Is, uh, is that the website? Did I get it right? Yeah, you did. You got to okay. spell out Connecticut though. Very important. Otherwise, you're not getting there. Yes. Or use Google or go to Facebook yeah, or whatever. You You'll Sick find of, it. You know, you're Just on your search. own people. Just okay, we had, we had Eve Anderson give us, a, give us a high. Oh, hey, Eve. We had Tim Selinski. What's your favorite Halloween song? This is a great question. Uh, any Ozzy, oh. Black Sabbath? I think those are, yeah, I think he's saying, oh, anything by Ozzy or Black Sabbath is his favorite Halloween song. Sure. So I know of the, of the five of us, Larry, you are the most musically inclined. Yeah. I guess I don't know that for a fact, but I do have a favorite Halloween. I totally assume that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just slighted Matt, and it's the beards. I assume anybody with a with a with a full beard isn't musically inclined. Yeah, no, my favorite Halloween song would be uh, Halloween by the Misfits. Easy enough. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say any Misfits song is technically a Halloween song. Right, or you can say Halloween too, which is Halloween but in Latin. Go for (laughs) it, whichever one you want. Yes. John, do you have a favorite Halloween song? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Halloween song, but I would say that a, a song that fills me with uh, 
with like a sense of dread when I hear it is uh is the first the Black Sabbath right the first Black Sabbath song yes. on, yeah that song that's that song is legitimately frightening it's yeah. sonically frightening and it, I, it's there aren't many songs that I find that with but oh. like that song is foreboding oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that I think it had to be sixth or seventh grade and yeah it legit I felt like I was doing something wrong I turned it down so my parents wouldn't hear it but that yeah. first Black Sabbath album yeah it's got the rain in the background it's a super yeah. super creepy song great song but- and then as you get older, it's like half their songs are just like about don't kill the environment. You know, it's like Ozzy yeah. was like a tree anti, environmentalist. Anti-war, like a lot of anti-war yeah. songs. Yeah. yeah. The original band name was Earth. You know, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, they're a 60s band, man. So, you know, people yeah. don't realize they were hippies. They were they really were. Love Black Sabbath. Oh, just sure. Love Black Sabbath. Uh, Brian Spears, six minutes ago. I'm not exactly what he's referring to, but he says Larry's a sellout. All right. Ooh. Awesome. Uh, Brian also says Judge Dredd is a great action film. It is. So Spears, Spears is on the set somewhere, just watching this on his phone, <laughs> trolling crap. us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eve Anderson's horror has so many subgenres. Brian Spears says new horror is goosebumps. I thought the best description of Malignant that came out a couple of weeks ago uh, on HBO Max, I hated it too. I still haven't seen it. Oh, uh, so, so bad. Somebody oh, on are Twitter. We, are we spelling new me- new horror with an like, like new metal like yeah. with the umlaut? And you, we should, right? Well, that's yeah. what. Yeah, somebody, somebody called. Yeah, ha- malignant is new horror, like Us like a guys. limp biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Spears, you shouldn't need a time or season to watch horror. Hipsters watch horror during October. Oh, we got a very bitter Brian Spears hey, going hey, on. Hey, Spears, go get a COVID test. Spears, yeah. Spears must have been, he's been working since like 5 a.m. Eve his, Anderson, nose, his nose is all raw from the Q-tips. They've been swirling around in there. They've been Eve slopping Ander- his brain so much. He's, he's just, he's punch drunk on the Twitter. Uh, oh, he's got to have somebody agreeing with him, though. Chris Ramirez says, true, watching horror movies and reading horror books is an all-year activity. I, oh, you don't think I agree? Of course I agree. That's what I've been doing for 40 years. I mean, like, look at, the like, truth is, me. I think most horror movies are, are just unwatchable. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then Eve Anderson's back in the nineties when I worked at the video store, I would watch the faces of death. Oh yeah. Oh God. I don't know if we want to get into that too much. I'll get my funding pulled, but, uh, all the faces of death, you, you, you grow up and it, it's all fake. Yeah. Well, there's a couple, their first yeah, one maybe. had some, some real stuff, but then they got fake as it went along. You know, you know, right. Larry, Larry does it all year round is he has a tattoo of the basket case guy. Like he's going to, he's going to tattoo of that guy on him. So he's obviously not an October one, the 31 guy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was hoping I, you would do this uh, this this interview shirtless and show off all those car tats. You know, I saw. It. Oh, by the way, Larry, thanks for retweeting this on uh, on Twitter. I really appreciate your promotion there. I got Larry at work. I, I did. I need some did of those. I? No, I thought no, I you did. Didn't. I'm kind of hoping your tattoo is just a picture of Larry Cohen. Yes, I wish I had a Larry Holmes, Larry. the boxer. No, no Cohen. Larry, Cohen. Larry Cohen. Cohen. But I would get Larry Holmes too. Why not? He beat Jerry Cooney soundly. I'll get. The I'll R- get that. Who R- didn't? The, <laughs> the arm sleeve of Larry's. No, there's yeah. that great what a Jerry Cooney was on O and A back in the day. Yeah, I think it was Jerry Cooney, and I think he hit Jim Norton just like hit him once in the left arm just to show him. Yeah, it's, it's amazing the power oh, those dudes Jer- have. Jerry Cooney was a strong puncher. That's very. He strong. does a show on the Boxing Channel on Sirius. Really? He does a show? Yeah. That's uh, awesome. John Amo, Brian Spears, he has some bad words to say about Glenn Baisley, even though it's it's sent with love. They're actually friends. John Amato says, good Halloween song. Only play this after dark by Dougie Fresh. All right. Do some Dougie Fresh. Sure. Why not? Eve Anderson says, so much hate for Malignant. I really need to watch it. And Brian Spears says, got a COVID test today. 
<laughs> yeah, that man is the most COVID tested. Yeah, and I, you know, it's good. He's got to touch uh, famous actors. Yep. He's a makeup artist, not a, you know, whatever. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the double feature coming up Saturday, October 23rd at the Strand Theater in Seymour, Connecticut, right? This is the Valley Independence Sentinel. We're, we're based uh, in dirt. We're based in my basement right now, even though I have an office in Seymour right next to the Strand. But I mean, first of all, the Strand has so many good things coming up. Like, I mean, tomorrow they're, they're, they're showing uh, Hocus Pocus uh, for like $7.50. You can go see that. It's also going to be playing in a, a outdoor in Shelton, outdoors in Shelton later this month. Please go to valleyindy.org. Look under Extra Extra, or if you're on your phone, it's like the fourth thing you'll see. There's 20 things to do you and your family uh, on Halloween. And it's like the Strand has has Hocus Pocus, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Beetlejuice, and then Larry comes in, Bam. takes it over on the 23rd. What are we going to see? Coming in hard on the 23rd with uh, Troma double feature. We're going to do, uh, obviously, the Toxic Avenger. Um, obviously. And then, for you know, for, for, for Matt, New Jersey over there, we'll do the Toxic Avenger. And uh, then I had, for the, for the opener, I had to do a vote. We did a vote online um, because I couldn't really decide. So I let people choose between Class of Newcomb High. Uh, what was the other one, John? Tromeo and Juliet? And Juliet. Yeah. yeah. I remember when you did that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Tromeo and Juliet got like a vote. So uh, good for good for Tromeo, but uh, class of Newcomb High got all the rest. I think I voted class of Newcomb High as well. <laughs> I think everybody did except for uh, except for my buddy Sean from uh, Horror News Network. I think he was the one who voted for uh, Tromeo and Juliet. But so yeah, it's going to be Toxic Avenger and Class of Newcomb High on the twenty third. I was watching uh, Toxic Avenger. First of all, I mean that was a movie that I loved as a kid. Cause again, like listening to black Sabbath's first album, my face is probably really bright, but I was trying to share your page. Uh, let me see if I can do this right now. I don't have to share that. Uh, so you go to Kennedy, if you want to buy, and oh, that's not working. What is that? Never mind. I was using Chrome. Anyway, go to ConnecticutCodeClassics.com to buy. I don't know how to use Zoom, all right? I'm not John Marini, the Ansonia Corporation Council. Leave me alone. Uh, but you watch it now and it's like, man, this is a rough movie. Talk about your hard R, holy cow it's like andrew it makes andrew dice clay look like a little bo peep this is a tough movie it's i mean it's humorous i hope but did you ever worry larry scary larry about any type of blowback from having a movie like the toxic avenger play no uh the people who are coming to this know what to expect uh nobody's i don't think anybody's gonna be there that doesn't expect the toxic avenger to be crazy or class of newcomb high to be you know those early trauma movies are pretty pretty raunchy unless you've I think, just seen the cartoon yeah exactly i think the current trauma movies are pretty raunchy so there's you know if you're familiar with trauma at all i think you should know what to expect <laughs> but i do i do because sometimes you know i know you wouldn't know uh because you don't come to the shows there eugene but sometimes people bring their i kids. only have you on my podcast and expose you to our 12 viewers no i'm just letting you know since you since you don't come that sometimes people bring their kids so i do throw larry out you warnings. don't want me coming to your shows we've I'm gone sure over i, I was thrown out of david letterman in 1996 you don't want me going when i when i we were the only theater well not theater i was the only person to show victor crowley when it released in connecticut <laughs> And I, uh, Marini bought tickets for him and his kids and I literally mailed them back to him. I was like, John, you don't want to bring the kid. Cause I had already seen it. Uh, I'd already seen it. And I knew that there was a, 
a part that he wouldn't want his kids to see. So I always let people know when I know they're going to bring their kids. Hey, like I'll even walk around with the trailers that we show. We show trailers be- between before each movie and I'll be like, hey, third trailer, cover cover his eyes over there. Yeah. Like, and let me interrupt you because I, I, you know, I, I kind of pulled a reporter thing and kind of stabbed you with the moral outrage there. Uh, you know, hey, that's my job. I but mind. I mean, on the other hand, I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lloyd Kaufman. Hero. First Amendment hero. Hero to independent cinema. Hero to the little guy everywhere for going on like 40 years now. Lloyd Kaufman uh, retweeted Mondo Creepy this afternoon. He's the type of guy. Hero. I've done this where you can go up to him at a horror convention. You can stick a, a, an iPhone in his face and just interview him about anything. And he's just totally, he's like caught off guard for a second, but a really, I mean, a really smart guy like that guy's intelligence. I mean, he makes these total schlock movies early. He did back in the day, right? But I don't know. Did anybody see the last blockbuster on Netflix? I did. Yeah, I oh, yeah. He was not happy in that one. Oh, I, I agree with everything it. he said. Yeah, he's 100 percent right. Yeah, it, absolutely. That, that movie, it really made first as somebody who worked at a blockbuster. Right. That I mean, it, blockbuster wasn't the one I worked in. It wasn't a warm, fuzzy place that you look forward. It was retail, man. It was hellish. Right. Well, custom- I worked I worked at a at a mom and pop video store that I got shut down because of. Store. Yeah, that got shut down because a blockbuster went in in the same town. I worked at Channel One Video in Bridgeport when the blockbuster on Boston Avenue went up. We were gone within like six months. I. I I would almost say guaranteed that like the four of us are within like a five year age range of each other. The last blockbuster wasn't a movie, wasn't a movie. Yeah, you're 34. It wasn't a movie meant for us. It was meant for people five to seven years younger than us. Probably because because we grew up. I mean, yeah, of course, I did go to blockbuster because they started to phase everything else out. But when I was a kid, I was going to our video in Middletown all the time. I was going to, you know, Video Galaxy and stuff like that. And, and I know all, all of you guys were, too. Video Magic. But those video people, Forum, baby. Yeah, those, but the, that last Blockbuster uh, um I had to order the dirty movies, which is always a weird. It was right <laughs> the, out of Clerks. The dirty, mo- the dirty movies at our video in Middletown were behind saloon doors. And I mean, because I was the manager. So, uh, I, I, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I, was, I managed the video store. Very important. Sorry. Very important. I interrupted you, John. Were you done with that thought? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say the, the, the X-rated section was behind saloon doors in the back of the store. Ours were in blue books. You had to go out. And I was in, this is Somers, New York, right? And so we had like New York City weathermen who would do the, you know, they were t- TV personalities. They'd come in. And if you wanted to rent a dirty movie, you had to open the book in front of the entire store. It was oh, a wow. weird, like almost Puritan. I was going to say. You Shame. had to walk through. Yes. Shame. Speaking of which, great documentary just came out on HBO Max, uh, executive produced by Monica Lewinsky called 15 Minutes of Shame. And it's all about it's like this guy at the beginning of the pandemic who New York Times did an article on him. and He had like 20,000 bottles of hand sanitizer that he was oh, hoarding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, it gives it, it interviews the guy and talk, you know, he's, he was a, he was a, a, he served in, in Iraq, Afghanistan, PTSD, you know, serious uh, mental health issues. And he was like, I started selling things on eBay because basically, you know, he could he could handle that and do it and he could make a living for his family. And it's just really great to watch the 15 minutes uh, of shame on HBO Max when you get a chance. But, you know, I wanted to ask you, uh, Mr. Dwyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what like giveaways and stuff? Because I, I, you're right. I haven't been to one of your shows basically because right. the Strand has a restraining order against me when I saw Artie Lang there a couple of years ago. I don't yeah. want to get into that. But what w- what's like some of the stuff? Like why should people show up? 
Oh, look at that little autograph Lloyd Kaufman eight by ten. That's one of them. Uh, I love got, that. Got a couple copies of uh, Lloyd's book. All I need to know about filmmaking. I learned from the Toxic Avenger. Um, we've got some uh, gift certificates from Sacred Art Tattoo and Seymour. Um, we got a bunch of stuff, man. We always get some really good stuff for the uh, for the raffles. I got some posters, some class of Newcomb High posters. Got all sorts of stuff. Um, we're gonna have VIP tickets to uh, Friday the Thirteenth fan film uh, premiere here in Connecticut. Which Friday the Thirteenth fan film? Rosewood. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, yeah, that he was at CT one. Horror Fest, right? Yeah, really yep. nice guy. Yep. He's so he's he's throwing a couple of VIP uh tickets to his premiere. Got a bunch of we're gonna have a bunch of stuff. Weirdo Wonderland from Milford's gonna throw some gift certificates in. We always do uh raffle, you know. Listen, we you know, showing the movies is great, right? Because you know, people our age, I mean, I got to see most of this stuff in the drive-in or in the movie theater you know kids didn't they they never you know it's one thing you can watch it at home of course you can watch toxic avenger on your tv but seeing in a theater with you know 150 like-minded people is a whole different experience and i like to make that experience even more fun by throwing raffles in throwing in crazy trailers some nutty giveaways music you know making a whole experience out of it a whole night out of it so um it's great that we're able to throw the the raffles in there and it's just part of the experience man it's a and great then, time I Downtown Seymour is awesome. You know, like a local plug. Uh, I know uh, Matt is out there in Jersey, fancy New Jersey out there, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Super fancy. Bergen County, Very wherever he up. is. Yep. Ocean County. Uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, you, you got, I'm going to say the name wrong, and the guy's my landlord. Zoe's oh. Pizza. Yep. That's one, yeah. And then you've got what, Jimmy's right next door. Yep. Great old school. Regal uh, Beagle atmosphere. Jimmy's, Jimmy's is the Regal Beagle of Seymour. <laughs> the second the second show we ever, I ever went to, uh, the thing and uh, Big Trouble in Little China. We got there. We kind of got there early, and there was four of us. And we were like, "What are we going to do? Let's go get a beer." There's like this little quaint, you know, place, Jimmy's. Let's go in there. You open the door, and it's it literally feels like you've entered 1983. Like the beer is as cheap as it was back then. The upholstery with the like the red leather upholstery with the buttonings is all there. And it's just like, this place is incredible. This place is incredible. I, I've heard they me? have good food, too. I've never had it, but I heard they have oh, good no. food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, there's a reason they've, they've been there for so long. The, Jimmy sort of reminds me, of, like when I uh, romanticize it, uh, there's the scene in Pulp Fiction where Bruce Willis is at the bar. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he meets John Travolta, then the bartender, uh, whose Paul. name is, well, my, my name, I don't, I forget the actor's Paul, name. Paul and this is between don't, y'all. All right, no cursing. Yes, yes, it reminds me. It actually, it looks like, I mean, my wood panel, uh, gross derby house. That's what it's like. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, so Johnny Menta from Pina Comics, what is it like? Like, why do you keep going to all these uh, screenings? What do you get out of it? Because I know you've been to a whole bunch of these double features that Larry uh, I've only puts on like one. once a week now, it feels like. Yeah, I've only missed one in the uh, four years I've been going. I don't know. It's I, I, I tell the story sometimes it's ironic because I, I went the first time to see the Friday the 13th double feature two and three with a, with a friend of mine who's a big Friday the 13th fan. And, and I saw Larry's ad on Facebook and I never, I didn't know what it was. I've never even been to Seymour. So I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to get my buddy for a Christmas gift. It was Friday the 13th, January. So following Christmas. So I got the tickets for it, Thought he's going to love this. And, and it was kind of the opposite. Like we went 
And I think he had a good time, but like I had a great time. And, uh, you know, I remember, I remember walking in and the first thing that hit me about the place is again, my age, I grew up in Middletown and the movie theater was the Middletown, like twin cinema. So like, I have an affinity for those old school, small theaters and the strand is even smaller than that, you know, one screen. So you walk in there and it's got this old school vibe. And then, you know, it's like Larry is over there. They had uh, Jason mask cupcakes out. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is going on here? It's like, this is like a party and everybody is like like-minded. And I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not like of the horror community per se, but like, I'm seeing all these people like comparing tattoos and I'm like, this place is pretty cool. And then as the night went on, you know, there was a, a, a flub with Friday the 13th 3 where it started playing in Spanish for the first 15 minutes and they couldn't figure it out. Yes. And, and the audience was into it. They were like, leave it. Like, we'll be fine watching all this. And the trailers, like the the first the first one I went to, Larry showed a trailer, uh, Dear God No, or oh, something. Yeah. Uh, like these crazy bikers and nuns. And I don't know. I just, I've seen I, the sequel to that. Yeah, <laughs> Frankenstein created bikers. Uh, yeah, created bikers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. So I just I thought this is a really cool thing that they're doing for you know a, a very low amount of money for two movies, and uh, and then like you know the next one he uh, that night said you know we're going to do it in two months again and it's going to be the thing and Big Trouble in Little China and that's not even like an option like I'm going to that and just you know through getting to know Larry and Mike Simonetta and Sean and, and the whole crew. Um, and then we started getting him on the radio show because I just I found the whole thing fascinating. It was kind of an initially like very fascinating that you're putting these things together and people are coming to it. And then it was just like, it's just fun. It's just a good time. You're missing out, Eugene. I'm telling you right now. I'm there in spirit. He is there in spirit. He is. But like now the Strand Theater, I mean, that's the Valley's only movie theater now because it is right. Entertainment cinemas and Tritown Plaza. Uh, closed down, which is a real bummer, because that's why I was taking my kid to go see all those new sort of terrible Star Wars movies, but it was still nice to do it. Like every Christmas, you'd go see a Star Wars movie. But uh, I wanted to ask Larry, because you're also affiliated with uh, the Horror News Network. Yep. Uh, and you guys just put on CT Horror Fest at the Naugatuck Event Center. It was September 18th. I was there all day. I had a, a table with my, my good friend Brian Spears. We were next to the Pina Comics guys, who I, I was just jealous over the amount of attention they had because Lloyd was there. I didn't realize Lloyd Green is yeah. like, you know, 1976 John Travolta, I guess. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it was it was crowded, Larry. It's a good way to put it, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, it was successful. I would. I mean, assume I'm not like trying to probe you for 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 details, but it was a, a successful. I was amazed. I thought like, what's his name? It canceled the guy, oh, Keith David or David Keith? Yeah. Right. Which one is it? I, I always forget. Keith, Keith David. Keith, Keith David. David from the Thing. They live. Yeah. Uh, Platoon. He canceled like at the Man almost at the last. Man he, at work. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have different tastes. All right. I'm a little snobby. I'm going to say, I love that movie. Save your I'm going to somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy. The commie bastard gets no food. This is why uh, I got to I got to I, uh, I don't know. I got to do right. something, but like, I'm like, Oh, but it's going to be bad. It's not going to be anybody here. And it was, it was way more crowded than it was in 2019. It was much more, uh, more crowded than it was at when you were at the Danbury ice arena, former home of the Danbury trash. Yeah. Uh, see our past podcast for me talking about that, where Spears try to like start a fight with them at a at a bar, which is not smart. 
No, you don't fight hockey players. No, never. No, no. no. Uh, so my question though, all right, so there's, I've been going to horror conventions since the early nineties, you know, in New York city, Fangoria and all that. And part of the fun when you go to horror conventions so much is just like gossiping about the convention itself. Do you think, and you don't have to answer this, but are you at the point, is the organization at the point where you might have to go to a bigger, because it was so successful, you might have to go to a bigger venue. We've talked about it. Um, yeah. It that was, was like a seven minute introduction there. I apologize. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, and it's a great question because I mean, we had pre, this was our seventh year, right? And uh, we started out very small, a very small hotel in Waterbury. Um, I was there. Oh, you were at that first one? Yeah. It was fun, but it, but it was small. It, it was, was small. Tiny. It was really narrow. It was yep. like, yeah. Yep. And we quickly moved it out of there and been lucky enough to grow every year uh last year obviously had to cancel because of covid so we really weren't sure what to expect this year a year off did people forget about us are people going to be scared to come out you know because connecticut didn't really have strict mask laws you know the governor was kind of like eh, let the cities do what the cities want to do little wishy-washy um, yeah you don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah yeah um so we weren't sure what to expect but we did know that pre-sale tickets were higher than they'd ever been wow but we still were questioning well, is that because the people who normally come day of decided to buy their tickets? Is it going to be about the same? We really didn't know what to expect. And like you said, Keith David canceled like a what, like a week before. It was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. it was like a week before. Which happens. I'm not, we're not I'm, I, we're not bad mouth on the guy. All the time. Yeah, happens yeah, all yeah. The, we're lucky. We've been super lucky over the years with cancellations. Um, we had our very first year, Linda Blair canceled the day before. Uh, that was like the biggest cancellation we'd ever had. But Keith David canceled the, the week before. But then as luck would have it, like a day after that, James Jude Courtney's people reached out to us and we're like, hey, he's going to be in the area. You know, the guy who plays the new Michael Myers. So we were like, well, yeah, send him over. Uh, no problem. So that was a big, you know, a big thing. So to answer your question, we did not know what to expect. Uh, we got a lot more people than we'd ever gotten before. You know, we got the, the people that pre-sold, but then also had a line of thousands of people down the block for the majority of the day. Um, you know, incredible. It, it was insane. It was really insane. That's great. Um, yeah, it was great. It was a, it was a huge success. As always, there were some issues. The building's older. AC broke and started pouring water on some people. I almost nobody, died. <laughs> I, I almost dropped. Which nobody wants. I'm not in the best uh, of shape. Yeah, you almost dropped. I was running like top speed for like 12 hours. Um, so there, yeah, we're we're having some discussions. Um, we're having discussions with the current venue about possible repairs. We're having discussions Come on, internally. Mayor Get on it discussion eternally about whether you know we should take the next step and do a, a lot but you know let's let's also think you say a larger facility this facility is eighty thousand square feet it's a big facility so even your you know excel centers and things aren't much bigger than that so hmm. you know but we're having discussions right now because we're gonna we're gonna have to announce date pretty soon so uh i think you'll know pretty soon what our what our decision is on that but yeah you're you're absolutely right uh this year's attendance caused us to have some discussions that we didn't think we'd have to have for maybe a few more years and it's tough like i mean if you wanted to stay a local there's not many options in terms of absolutely. venues 
or anything like that. Maybe, you right. know, hey, maybe that's something, uh, if there's any uh, economic development uh, people watching, that seems to be, their event space seems to be uh, in demand. There's not much locally. of it. There's you can't not go anywhere. Much of it. Yeah, Unless you go out to the casinos, and that's too far to drive. You know what yeah. I mean? You're I don't going- want to reignite that my gambling problem. I don't need that. Right. Casinos, Hartford, like, that's really it, man. Like, there's not much more in Connecticut. So, you know, we're looking at other, you know, talking about not looking, but we're talking about it, but we'll know pretty soon what we're going to do, but it's nice to have that problem, right? It's nice to have to have right. those conversations. So, um, we'll, we're gonna, because we, we had some issues this year, so we need to make sure wherever we go, those issues are fixed because the most important thing is that everybody has a good time and, and that's, that's what it has to be. So if we stay at the same venue, there's some fixes that, that Naugatuck needs to make. Uh, if we go somewhere else, it's because it's the most comfortable situation for our attendees. And that's it. And I was uh, pretty surprised, you know, as a, like a reporter who likes to observe things and, and a gossip at heart. You know, I was on your face on the on the CT Horror Fest Facebook page. And there, there were no complaints. I mean, there were some complaints, some. but not... You know, I mean, when you go to a monster mania, it's like they just start deleting them after a while because people go nuts. It was nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so you have so like it seems like whatever level or however many people attended, it's a good, manageable, uh, very uh, I was going to say cultish, but very devoted following that yep. uh, you have going on there. So th- that's all positive, I think. Yeah, I mean, for the for the I'd say honestly. 29 out of 30 comments were positive yeah and and most of the ones that were negative they had a point they weren't wrong you know it was a complaint about the heat or a complaint about uh you know things that happened throughout the day a menta a menta's complaint i don't know if we get about into that yeah, I, 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 I got uh, there was a lot of complaints from women who couldn't get close enough to lloyd yeah uh, it was a, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that was a big problem for a lot of women uh you know they were like listen it need to get closer to the manster next year it did I, we did uh you know i have this other podcast it's called insufferable bastards and we had a, we had a booth there and at one point we did uh, just like a live stream just to see if it would work you know because it's like I, there's you know valandy doesn't have a lot of money so i try to do different stuff where I can fail, you know? So if I, if it doesn't work there, at least it's not like during something uh, news wise, but uh, it actually like, it got decent views. Like there are a lot of people watching it. And I noticed, and I don't know, John, if you had the same experience, but like the episodes that I recorded uh, at the convention, definitely there's a bump. It's not like, you know, I get like a hundred downloads for that podcast, but it's an increase after every convention. We saw it in 2009 in a big way. I'm mean, 2019 in a big way and felt it again. Did John, did you have any, uh, this is really uh, off Halloween, but whatever. Did, uh, you, no. did you get a bump? I, I got a bump probably based on maybe people coming to the table and checking us out. Uh, we planned on doing some recording there and I had a problem with a uh, piece of equipment. So we didn't record, but we did trivia all day long and we had people at our table all day long. Yeah, you guys of- were like you guys were like a rolling party. You're yeah. really annoying me and Spears. We had a, it was we just had, like this. You know what? We had a really good time and people really reacted to it. I I literally I went the night before to Big Lots and spent twenty dollars on about twenty-five movies that were like a dollar fifty or three dollars that you know you've never heard of before. James Vanderbeek versus Giant Squid. Right. And I just put them all on the table. We got a bunch of dollar comic books and Larry lent us a uh, 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 slash cards, a trivia game 
and you know the, the trip, oh yeah I, I didn't realize you had an inside track going on there oh yeah yeah well i was gonna buy one i said oh, that must be nice i, I had said, two tables what did i get yeah you guys had a good time you guys had on the back thanks so, thanks for coming like, you, guys recorded you like put me next to the true crime podcast. They left early. <laughs> you guys recorded like nine episodes that day. Hey, listen, I should interrupt. There were all these like we had a couple of people comment and they're, they're all hidden. I'm like, what the heck's going on? But it's all people mentioning the word porn because we talked about porn earlier and people uh, saying our local video store had those beaded curtains separating the porn section. Spears, last blockbuster. Spears, last blockbuster is more of a celebration of the video store, not the corporation. Fair. All right. Spears says uh, my porn was in my basement too, responding to somebody else. So uh, that's getting pretty personal on uh, in the comments here. All right. I guess. Uh, oh, wait, we are now we have there's a whole bunch of other comments. Let me just see what else is going on here real quick. We're blowing up. Uh, Men at work sucks. I agree. It's, that's Who of course that? Spears. Yeah, Spears. Okay. Who else? Go watch Serpico. Yeah, stop. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I mean, that's not an insult, Johnny Amenta. Telling someone to go watch Serpico instead no, because, of Men at Work. Because that's all you That guys says do. more about you and all, your taste than it does us. All day long. How often, How many times does your wife ask you to stop watching uh, Kramer versus Kramer? Like, it, I just imagine it's like another 70s movie, Eugene. Can we please watch The Last Dinosaur today? You no, know, you know, I didn't want to do this, but I have to. Play it, me. I love Judge oh, Dredd. Oh. I absolutely love Judge Dredd. Uh, hopefully there's no there's thankfully there's no cursing but you know what i want to ask you guys since we're all the same age and i mean we're doing this an hour we should wrap it up but i did a, a seven week free thing through amazon prime of the paramount network hmm. uh just to watch real world season one like they, they did another episode they all went back to new york now hmm. at a, basically our age right because that came out in 92 93 yeah. so they're all in their late 40s and then I watched uh, the challenge OG, where they ranged they ranged in age from thirty four to to forty or fifty. Did, did any of you watch any of these, like the real world reunion stuff? No, this is I, totally auditioned for the real, I auditioned for the real world, but I didn't watch it. Wait a second, Scary Larry Dwyer of Derby, Connecticut, yep. but doesn't like Bridge. to claim that. Says he's from Bridgeport, even yep. though he's one of the most uh, uh, prolific posters on the Derby Community Forum. You auditioned. I did for the Miami season. I did. What was that like? Like, what was the, did you do a tape? Did you, how did that go? It was a Norwalk at some, I don't remember some big facility and it was just an open audition. There was a lot, there was thousands of people in line. It was like, it was 1995 and me and my buddy, um, Kevin went down and, uh, I was somewhere in the middle of the line <coughs> and I thought I was a shoe in because, the people walked up and down the line with a clipboard, just looking at people before uh, stuff started, and they immediately picked me first. They're like, you, in. Uh, this is 95. I've got a septum piercing. Both my eyebrows are pierced. I've got – so it, 95 piercings were, were, you know, not really popular. So I must have looked pretty uh, crazy to them. So they took me in first, and they, they basically just sat me down uh in a room full of people with cameras and lights on me and they're like just talk i'm like what do you mean they're like just just talk about yourself so i started talking about hey you know my name's larry i'm in a band called hate breed um i like went into my backpack because you know hardcore kids carried backpacks at that time pulled out pictures of shows pulled up my shirt to show them my nipples were pierced just like talked about all sorts of crazy shit and dude they were laughing and like yucking it up and i was like i am in i was like that's it i'm i'm on this real world thing um 
and they never called me. That was it. That was the end. I never, never heard from him again. <laughs> but, no, I was a little uh, late. I meant to, to to cut out your curse there. But oh, did I curse? that was it, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah sorry did, about Larry. that. Larry, Larry would have been Larry would have been the guy in the beginning who would have said true story. No, right. we had a me true and my story. buddy. Me and my buddy Boulder had a plan that, um, which is good. It's good that they never did this because we had a plan that if I got on. I was going to be like totally cool for the first week or two and then have all my friends in there. And we were just going to completely trash <laughs> the joint, like, you know, poo in people's clothes, you know, just, <laughs> just get crazy. So uh, there is actually a real world reference on the new episode of Modern Creepy. There it is. Tying oh, wow. it all together. Yeah. I, but my, 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 ex, my ex-girlfriend tried out for the, um, the puck season. Uh, oh, wow. Friend, okay. Like way back when I, she had, I remember she, you know, she didn't get in, obviously, but I remember she had like the letterhead and everything, <clears throat> the rejection letter kind of thing and everything. It was very cool. But yeah, at least she got a letter. I never got anything. Nothing. Yeah, she got a letter. Nah, I got nothing. Did you sign the release? I, I think so. I yeah, guess. Of course you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have signed whatever they put in front of me at that time. My wife just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, on I, this, they, they brought all the, the, the first season cast back uh, just real quick since nobody saw it. But I read about it, though. They're they're all so they're just insufferable. They are like like the the one guy you remember like his name was Eric Niels or something oh, like that. Eric Eric the the grind. Oh, the grind guy from the grind. Eric I read that he got COVID and he was only able to do the show from a hotel room or something. He did. Like that, right? he, yeah, he has COVID uh, during the thing, but he's become. It's like they all think they're philosophers. You know, uh, I guess it makes sense because I mean, uh, I mean, uh, now that I, I, I feel bad saying this because Larry uh, 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 auditioned for it, but they're the most, they're all narcissists. They're all like insane narcissists. Yeah. And so, so now they're 20 years later or 30 years later, they're just all like into, they're all mystics and empaths and all, it, it's, it's, oh, it, it actually depressed me. Like by the end of it, I was just like depressed watching it. Was Heather, was Heather B there? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, she's good. All right, she's the one. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. she's was Norman there. Yes, yeah. Norman was there, and he's basically had to move back in with his parents. He's working at a bakery because all his, you know, the, the economy crashed and, and all Nor- that. And Norman actually followed Planet Comics at one point oh. around that time. I, and I didn't tweet. I tweeted something, and I don't know what it was, but Norman followed it because he's an artist. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did watch the first episode, um, kind of on speed watch because I, I. I did watch like the first four or oh, five I seasons. Yeah, sure. You know, I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And so, so there was that curiosity factor, but like watching it, I thought it was going to be one episode and done. And then I realized it was like a season. I didn't and even I was, know. I was like, I can't, I can't with these people because you're right. They, they all seem very much the same, very much narcissistic, very much, you know, and then, then you had the added factor of like COVID, like they weren't all going to be there. I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to dive back into this part of the, uh, yeah, I, it, I, I would watch it, you know, like a reunion special of like at least the first two or three seasons, like the, the L.A. cast, too. I was I was curious, but like I can't sit there. I can totally see how those people would be completely into themselves because that yeah. first season was an iconic thing. You know, it was and, oh, you know, being that, at, that, like, that's mentioned every five minutes, every five is. minutes. They, they, they bring up totally warp their whole reality. Once yeah, you're it's... a part of something like that, you know, like it's forever a part of you, you know. Somebody, what? someone, there's a shout out to the French Connection on here, which is uh, really good. Well, what, what was it? Uh, film. Back then, uh, 
why do you have a beeper? Are you a drug dealer? Are you, you deal drugs? <laughs> yeah. That was, and that was a Heather B. Yeah. yeah. What was the one dude that nobody ever remembers his name with the long hair? Was oh, that, uh, Andre. 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 Yeah. yeah He's just as like lifeless and like just uh, no personality as he was like. You know, he pulls out the banjo at one point. Did, yeah. Did that season have a cast change ever, or was that the second season on, like where they kick someone out? Yeah, no, they didn't kick anybody out. It was nobody just, left. Yeah. yeah no, okay. no. Supposedly, he used to wear a bong on his belt, and they always had to shoot around it. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, the '90s were wild. Uh, all right, so all right, one more thing though. Since whatever, I've had you for an hour and and, and ten minutes now. Did anybody watch the latest Dave Chappelle? Netflix special. Not watched it. Not yet. What do you get? You guys, you guys call yourself students of uh, pop culture. I'm bringing up all these things. I no, nothing. Don't, I don't call myself yeah, that at all. No. <laughs> if, it's not, if it's men at work. Yeah. I was, yeah. Dumb I'm and dumber. Student, it's like, I like dumb and dumber part 80s. two, but not part one. I'm a student of eighties and nineties pop culture. I guess. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, I guess I won't go into my thoughts. Making uh, television for the internet. I think, I think Netflix is ruining everything is basically my, I think like they gave Dave Chappelle so much money and like Dave Chappelle thinks he's like a philosopher. He's a philosopher now. He's no longer a comedian. He'll just like, it's a lecture. It's like sitting like, you know, like when you're in college, that's like old George Carlin though. I mean, George Carlin towards the end, stopped being a comedian and started just, yeah, but this is that last special of those last two specials. Yeah. They were just, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Carlin can read me a, a oh, yeah. grocery list. He's still the greatest of all time. Yeah, I'll think it's great just because of his delivery. But th- there was no barely any jokes in his last uh, couple of. I was never. I never really got why people love George Carlin so much. I hate to admit. I mean, I'm I'm ashamed to say that, but I never really found him all that funny. But that's just a personal thing. But this has it's it, there's a darkness to it though. Really, he's lectures and the. The majority of the special is him just complaining about the trans community community's reaction to his last special. He's basically like for for 45 minutes. These people got mad at me and they have not like it's just I mean, it's worth watching, Mm -hmm. but I get why like people are mad segments are mad but I, i'm just like i don't i just 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 make me laugh like he go he just won't let it go it's kind of like lenny bruce remember like lenny bruce was like uh, you know addicted angry. to drugs yeah. and he had all you know he was fighting uh, uh, the government first amendment because they would arrest him on obscenity charges for cursing like like larry did earlier Sorry, and that's all he would talk about he would just he would go up there on stage and read from his read his court documents uh that's sort of what this Chappelle uh, uh special is and then just a lot of grossness like just like a lot of just grossness like beyond crass i, I don't know I, I just think it's really disappointing i don't know what and i think it's just because netflix just gives them a bunch of money and there's this whole suit this this whole subgenre now of uh celebrities like doing their own documentaries you know like kevin hart has one on netflix there's the one where jim carrey goes on and on about how great he was in man on the that. moon oh, oh really? jim carrey's the worst that jim that jim carrey man on the moon one was hard to oh watch. all his new age was it as hard the, to watch as the Val Kilmer documentary? Because that was hard to watch. That was, no, that was depressing. Yeah, I didn't but, want. Yeah, I didn't want to watch that one because wait, of the subject. But yeah, but the it was good. The, Car- the thing about the Jim I Carrey like the documentary Val one. is that you know that based on the way he describes what happened to the footage for so long, the studio was trying to do him a favor by burying that footage, yeah. and he couldn't let it go. I was looking for my Tony Clifton autograph, but I guess I put it away. You have a Tony Clifton autograph? Yeah, yeah, That's I got incredible. it at uh, I got it at my. It was uh, what's his name? Bob Zamuda was yeah. at Schiller one year. Of course he was. And I was with uh, right, right next to the cast of Good Times. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and he was at the bar. 
I, Matt, you were probably there with me. He I came up I to was, us. Yes, yes. We hung out with uh, Tony Clifton we in his did. makeup and he was yeah. sweating and he, he smelled really bad. And he was like just telling us jokes. I mean, this was like one in the morning in a, you know, how like was he in character? He was in character. He was in character. The was cool. Is, is he was, I didn't realize it was Zamuda until an hour later. I really thought it was just some dude that showed up as in cosplay yeah. as, as Clifton. That's yeah, amazing. It was that was like yeah, one of my I'm greatest. Like, wow, this uh, guy's makeup for Clifton yeah. is really. Good. I was like, well, this yeah, I totally. I don't, I don't fanboy easily, but I, I probably would have been a little starstruck by Bob Samuda. Like, but that's my weird head. Like, uh, you know, I'll sit there and hang out with Danielle Harris and be fine, but Bob Samuda, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't talk. <laughs> I'm the same way. I only get starstruck in front of like, and I've met. Well, I used people. to work in the movies. So and TV, so I used to know and work with a lot of people. I mean, not as many as Brian has these days, yeah. but um, I used to get starstruck at the dumbest people. I mean, not the dumbest people, like people that meant something to me. Yeah. Like, I remember going to LA once and seeing a Tenacious D concert. I'm waiting for, for the car and like Paul Rubens is standing right next to me and people are coming up to him and he's signing yeah. autographs, talking, I'm so starstruck. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, I do. I got the, the, the one thing that comes to my head when I got, uh, I got starstruck was, um, uh, Daryl McDaniel, DMC from Run DMC. Like it was at Toy Fair. Uh, he was in the Todd McFarlane booth because they were collaborating on something. And I was so starstruck that I'd stopped recording Sean from Horror News Network interviewing somebody in the booth and was like, I, I, I got to get my picture with, with, with DMC. And I threw my phone to a random guy. I was like, hey, uh, can you please take my picture with DMC? And Sean's like, that's Todd McFarlane. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I threw my phone at Todd McFarlane. I'm like, take my picture with, I with care, Daryl. Really. Yeah, because I was just like, I was so starstruck by DMC. But that's, it's just the strangest people for me that I get. But, but Samuda, yeah, it would have been the same way. I would have just been like beyond myself. He was hammered. But I mean, Larry, you interviewed George Romero, though. I mean, that's Yeah, pretty... and was not starstruck. But uh, I, I was in awe and I was honored, but I wasn't starstruck. At Interesting. All. Yeah, but but DMC and Paul Rubens probably would have done it for me as well. That, that would have been a yeah, it's the weird people that, that make me starstruck. All right, guys, so I took enough of your time. So like in summation, listen to Pine of Comics podcast with John Amenta and Lloyd Green. It's really entertaining. The guys know their stuff. I break their chops all the time. But I, I John, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Always. Thanks, man. Good luck with your laptop there, your brand new laptop tech is awful uh and then tomorrow night please go to mondo creepy on youtube and watch eastern time 11 p.m eastern time for the premiere of mondo creepy episode four and that's matt masto thank you matt thank you then go to seymour right up the road strand theater on october 23rd to see a trauma double double feature it's the toxic avenger the granddaddy uh it's the godfather of trauma movies and then the class of Newcomb High. To get tickets now, because you want to buy them in advance, go to ConnecticutCultClassics.com. Thank you, Larry. Thank you very much. You appreciate it. All right, guys. The only way I know to end this now is just to hit end. So I would like to like stick around for a second and say my goodbyes again, but I can't do that because I don't know how. So Baba for Bowie to you all. Baba Booey to you all. For the Valley Indy, I'm Eugene Driscoll saying thank you so much, and I'll see you all Monday.